You know something? It's a Thursday morning, and you're usually seeing my man Dan Orlovsky sitting on the screen with me. He's somewhere right now complaining and whining and moaning because, oh, my God, people are questioning Brock Purdy. Oh, my God, why are they doing this? He's getting emotional. He's getting emotional. Molly will be there to check him. Kimberly Amar will probably be there to check him. Paul Feinbaum might even be there to check him. But that's just them wanting to engage in extra duty. You know who really is going to check him, right? You know what time it is. First take in the end. Well, 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 the news doesn't stop. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into First Take. Thank you for being with us. Stephen A. Smith out on the West Coast handling the NBA duties. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Dan Orlovsky. Good morning. Here in studio with me. Hold Kimberly on, Martin on, will be hold, here. Hold, yeah. hold on, hold on. Dan Orlovsky, yes, why were you late? Why were you I'm late just, getting to the set? I was getting done with Get Up. Um, Excuse me, you've been doing Get Up for years. It didn't take you long all of these years to get to that seat in time, what the hell were you late for? Next time, uh, that's be on, on time. That's on be me. On that's time. on me. All right, yes, sir. That's on me. Yes, sir. That's, that's on me. I mean, last time I checked, show tipped off and you were ready. Jump ball, let's go. I'm, I'm going to treat him like Luca treated the fan last night. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what? Luca, Luca treated the fan like that because of what was happening to Luca. All right, and I'm then there's there. that. I'm not going there. You the, see what the Phoenix Suns did to him. That's what I'm saying. But go ahead. All right, you guys ready to get into some uh, NFL news? We're ready. Go. We're ready. So from go blue to go bolts, Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan to be the Chargers head coach. Harbaugh's deal is for five years, sources told our Adam Schefter. Here's Shefty with more on Get Up. Adam. Would have liked Jim Harbaugh to return Greeny, and an offer on a table that would have made him the highest paid coach in college football. But Michigan, no matter what it did, could not offer Jim Harbaugh, the one thing that he most wanted, and that is the chance to win a Super Bowl. The Chargers could offer that. The Atlanta Falcons could offer that. And the Chargers knew that if they let him out of the building, that there was the possibility that he wouldn't make it back, that Atlanta could hire him. And they put the full court press on, and they kept stepping up to the point yesterday where they made it such that Jim Harbaugh was not going to travel to Atlanta. This gives the Chargers some star power in the Los Angeles market, which is something that they needed. He essentially makes them more relevant than they've been. He brings more excitement. All right, so Jim Harbaugh has a history of winning no matter where he's coached, most recently leading Michigan to a national title. In his previous NFL stint with the Niners, he went 49-22-1 and while winning 29 games at Stanford. And overall, when combining his time in college in the NFL, Harbaugh has won over 72% of his games in his career. I mean, pretty good odds, SA, last time I checked. Uh, tell me this, is this a good move by Harbaugh to take over for the Chargers? I think it's a tremendous move. I think it's a tremendous move by the Chargers organization, and I know a few people within that organization, and I made sure they knew from weeks ago that's the move you had damn well better make. If you remember, Molly, I sat right in this seat from Los Angeles, California, in our L.A. studios, okay? And uh, the day that, that 
that Brandon Steely, the now former head coach for the uh, for the Chargers, gave up over 60 to the Las Vegas Raiders. I looked at my watch. It was approximately 7.30, and I said by 9.30 he should be gone. He was gone by 9.20, and it was the accurate move to make. It was the right move to make because he damn well deserved it. It's just that simple. Him and GM Tom Telesco, who both couldn't find a way to get things done. You're talking about a franchise in the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly the San Diego Chargers, that have been in four conference championship games in 54 years. That simply can't happen. You have a situation where you're in the second largest market in the United States, Dan Olavsky, and I know you don't get out to these parts very often. No, so let me educate you. Let me let me educate you a little bit about it, okay? There's a whole bunch of stuff to do up in here. There's a whole bunch of stuff to do. Like okay? what? I mean, you got the Lakers. You, 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 you got the Rams. You, 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 got, you got the Dodgers, okay? You, know, you, you got the L.A. Kings for crying out loud. Damn it, you got the Clippers. Who, you got the Clippers who are title Rebels, contenders, okay? Rangers. And that doesn't even get into the social life, the beach, Red the Sox. weather. Molly can speak to that a hell of a lot more than me because she uses that all up when she's what out What do here. I use? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, here's what it comes down to. You don't think about the charges unless the charges are going to give you a reason to do so, which they haven't done. You've got people that go to SoFi Stadium simply because it's a beautiful, immaculate stadium. Not to watch them because they haven't really, really garnered and ingratiated themselves with an audience yeah. to generate that interest. And then you look at some of the things here. Justin Herbert is your quarterback. Since his rookie season, the charges are 31 and 36. You know all of this stuff. Four and four last season, they started out before losing eight of their last nine games. You know all of this kind of stuff. This is why Telesco and Brandon Staley are gone. You look at Jim Harbaugh. He's a name. He's a win. He's a national champion now, a reigning defending national champion in San Francisco, born in Palo Alto, starred as a coach at Stanford, goes to the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers, takes them to three NFC championship games in the Super Bowl in four years. You take all of that thing, all of that stuff into account. You combine that with the fact that you remain out here out west but still in the same state. You couple that with the fact that Telesco and Staley are gone, and now basically you've got your run of the mill, and we know more than anything because Greeny's been telling us this for months since he ran into Jim Harbaugh how much Harbaugh has raved about Justin Herbert. That is the quarterback that he wanted to coach. You have it. He had Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. Now he's got Justin Herbert, who's basically, in terms of yards per game, is second only to Patrick Mahomes, you know, in recent memory. This brother, Justin Herbert, has got tremendous potential, and if anybody's going to peel it out of him, it's Jim Harbaugh. This is absolutely, positively the right coach for this job. They did the right thing and very smart by not letting him out of that building. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a home run for both Coach Harbaugh and the Los Angeles Chargers and the NFL. Completely agree. Second thing, I am by far East Coast biased. I don't go to the West Coast much, Stephen A. Don't have a giant desire to. I think we have better beaches on the East Coast. We have better food on the no, best East Coast. We got better. You ain't been to the beaches in Florida, apparently. Uh, beaches. The, we, we got better Whoa. food. on the, We got better culture. I like the people a little bit more, if I'm honest. Um, Oh, I so, thought you was talking about California to Connecticut. I didn't mean I didn't know you meant from there to Florida. My bad, yeah, Florida. The, coast. the beaches, the beaches, East Coast. Are, the, yeah, yeah, the, Florida, Florida, Rosemary Beach, and yeah. uh, Florida beaches are better. True. Yeah, there we go. Uh, th okay, so a couple of things. This is why it makes a ton of sense for Harbaugh. One, college football is wildly unique right now, and there's so much attached to college football outside of just coaching. 
the, the constant recruiting, the NIL, the transfer portal, that's a lot. Now, are parts of it great? Absolutely. So I completely understand how goes to Michigan, wins, does everything that he had said he wanted to do and accomplish at Michigan, he's done. And if you're not – if you only want to just coach ball – it's college football brings more than just coaching ball. So in regards to that, I understand the desire to leave. You want to go to a team that has a quarterback that can beat Patrick Mahomes. That, that's just the reality. There, and there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that have quarterbacks that you can unequivocally, like honestly say, hey, if we have a good roster, can we go beat Patrick Mahomes? Justin Herbert is one of them. Justin Herbert now has a coach that – gets him into that conversation, that will coach him into that conversation of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and the Joe Burrows of the world. And for Coach Harbaugh, he goes to a, a roster that they, they've got some issues. They're going to have to get younger on the outside, and they got to figure out some salary cap issues. But they got a quarterback that's top five in basically every stat since he's come into the NFL. And, and here's the difference between like what he's had, Justin Herbert, with the Chargers and what he's going to have. When, when Jim Harbaugh coaches a football team, number one, they're diverse. They're balanced. They run and throw. Number two, they don't beat themselves. They don't give the ball away. Number three, they take the ball away on defense. It, 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 he, is, he is an old school fundamentals matter the most coach. Herbert has, since he's coming to the NFL, he's got like 22 one-possession losses. Some of those are because of bad play. A bunch of those are because bad just decision-making from the totality of the team. He's not going to lose those games anymore because the style of coaching is going to elevate all of that. And you're going to take Herbert, who's become, you know, in some people's eyes, like this great stat quarterback. And not only are you going to continue to have that, you're going to help him win games, which is everybody. That's the way we look at quarterbacks, right? So I think it's brilliant for the organization. I think it's brilliant for Coach Harbaugh. And I think the Chiefs finally have somebody who's an adult at the table in that division. They're on notice. And I think the AFC Conference is on notice. If he goes to the Chargers and fails, it will literally be the first time he goes somewhere and fails. And I think that's why everybody in that conference is now on notice. There is another adult at the table. Well, I just want to say, I we'll know Paul was here, Paul, yeah. the, Paul, the great Paul Feinbaum. I just wanted to say here before Hello, Paul, Paul started to piggyback, uh, Dan, off of, the, uh, off of the kind of things you were talking about. Uh, per over the cap, the Chargers need to cut nearly about $35 million yeah. just to make accentuate your point. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams aren't really guaranteed to be on the roster pass. Rushes Khalil Mack, uh, obviously, uh, and Joey Bolser. They ain't spring chickens anymore, so you got to take that into consideration as well, along with Austin Eckland. His return appears to be up in question. So there's a lot of changes, a lot of maneuverability that the Chargers need to make, but in the same breath, Keep in mind the fact that you've got somebody like Jim Harbaugh coming in and knowing those changes may very well need to be made, may also contribute to the attraction because he's not stuck with anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paul, I want to come to you on this. Harbaugh's departure, what impact do you feel that this will have on college football? I think it's a positive, frankly, and I, I hate to interrupt the coronation here of a, of a new pope, but let's... <laughs> remember a couple of things about Jim Harbaugh, my friends. You're hilarious, uh, Paul. Michigan Paul, nine years. you are unbelievable. Yeah, the, 
The, the first six years weren't exactly uh, True. virtuoso, okay? True. Uh, he nearly got fired, and he was this close to getting fired. And the, ne- the last three years were brilliant. Uh, everyone agrees with that, and that's why we're, we're celebrating him today, and we should celebrate him. But he's leaving behind a mess. I realize he won the national championship, and that's so easy to celebrate. But there are two separate NCAA investigations ongoing and will be adjudicated. And I think in some ways that's a positive uh, for Michigan, that without him around, they will probably skate much easier in the, in the new modern world of the NCAA. But uh, he, was, he was larger than life. And, and with Nick Saban exiting two weeks ago, Jim Harbaugh was the biggest name in the game. So from a marquee value, the sport loses that, especially now that – the Big Ten has added the four Pac-12 members, but uh, I, I think he's, he, he, was always wa- he always wanted to go. He never quite got over, in my estimation, losing the Super Bowl. He said two weeks ago in Houston, as you remember, uh, Stephen A., he said, now I'm at the big boy table. I'm with my brother. My father won a championship as well. I think that was what drove Jim Harbaugh, but, but I don't want to take anything away from the last three years. Uh, you, very few coaches. I, I think it's been uh, several decades since a coach has left college football after winning the national championship. Michigan is going to be okay. Sharon Moore is going to be elevated in a couple of days once they meet the legal requirement. Uh, He did a spectacular job on the field. Uh, Stephen A., we might uh, not think that his post-game celebration after the first uh, victory was was fantastic, but but the players like him. And, And the biggest change for Michigan, they will probably hold on to most of their roster, unlike Alabama, who in the last two weeks has seen massive carnage. Well, let me say this to you. The only disappoint, first of all, there's nothing that you said that was remotely inaccurate in your soliloquy about Jim Harbaugh because you were absolutely right on point. The only thing that I would say to you, however, is um, I'm very appalled and upset that you don't like Janet Jackson, that you don't listen to Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? That's what I'm talking about right mm-hmm. now, Paul uh, Paul Feinbaum. You might want to go and check out that song. You understand? That's why they ended by Dan. That's why they end the song like, woo, 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 yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because when you're do something well lately. That's what everybody gravitates to. We're talking about the reigning, defending national champion who spent the last three years, okay, going to the college football playoffs. Now, granted, they lost in those in those college those two college football playoff appearances before finally closing the door, kicking the door down, and winning this year. But three consecutive college football appearances, three. Big Ten titles, and oh, by the way, beat the living hell out of Ohio State so badly, everybody was wondering about uh, about the future of Ryan Day. I mean, we, we, we want to call him Ryan Knight as in good night because you're about to get up out of here because you're getting your behind kicked by the Michigan Wolverines. We all know that when you go to that job, there's two things that they wanted more than anything. Even when we're talking about a national and tell me I'm lying, Paul, even when you're talking about a national championship, that was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Last time you won a national championship, co-national championship, champions in 1997. We get that. What they wanted more than anything was an elevation and a return of respectability and championship contention, but that was after you beat Ohio State, which obviously he couldn't do when Urban Meyer was there and when Ryan Day first took over. So I look at it from that standpoint, and I say, over the last three years, what he it ain't like it's just this season. Okay. He did it over the last three years, and I think that that's enough to sit up there and say, okay, it's time for you to leave. We love the fact that you're back in the NFL. 
Can I say one thing about that? And it's nothing about what you said about Harbaugh, but but Molly, uh, Dan, please indulge me for a second. Yeah. I listen. You you, may, you quoted you quoted Janet Jackson, and I, and I'm I, that's fantastic, Stephen. But well, you know what really surprised me after after you fawned over. Taylor Swift the other morning on, on Howard Stern. I, I think every Swifty in America ought to, ought to have an uprising against you for abandoning your girl Taylor, and then you praised her on your podcast. You're so happy for her. And now you're quoting Janet Jackson? He knows that she's like the biggest deal out there. He's back and forth a little bit here. How is that bandwagon? Giddy up. Molly, Molly, here's the deal. Here's the deal. There we go. There we go. Molly, here's the deal, though. Here's the deal because I can't have a soliloquy on national uh, television where right Paul Feinbaum is getting on me about Taylor Swift. I can't Paul's let that slide, hilarious. okay? Paul, all Paul's I had said, bars listen, all let, morning, let, starting let, with let the me, Pope let, line. Because my man Jay-Z is watching. I can't have this. Everyone <laughs> knows I'm Beehive, Beyonce, all day, every go. day. Nobody comes before her. Nobody comes before her. All I'm trying to say is, why you always interrupting me, Molly? See, you do that on purpose so people can't hear my point and they can sit up and gloss over it. I'm Beehive all day, every day, okay. and on top of it. But it's just that that Taylor Swift concert, Paul Fireball, mm. it was off the chain. Mm. It was off the chain. I got to give credit where credit is due. Taylor, I, I, I'm beehive all day, every day. But 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 being called the Swifty is not a bad consolation prize. Man, Taylor Swift, is, can she's I, can that I girl. Can I speak really quick, Paul? Because I just had a yeah. vision. You know, I was just picturing Stephen okay. A. at the Michigan game, yes. right, when he's high-fiving Derek Jeter and MJ. Can't you see Again? it now? Him uh, at the Super Bowl, chest bumps and handshakes with Taylor Swift. Oh, my oh gosh. yeah, all over it. <laughs> right up there. Patrick Mahomes' wife, Stephen A., Taylor Swift, all well, first up of in all, the box. Once we again, Molly is inaccurate. I was not high-fiving Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. I was actually hanging in the suite. There's a difference. There's a difference. I was, I was chilling in the suite. But I'm just saying. Correction. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. I had a seat. You're such a brown noser. I had a seat. Had a seat. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, it, ain't br- it ain't, it ain't brown nosing. It ain't, br- it ain't brown nosing when you wanted them. Michael Jordan, basketball. Derek Jeter, okay, baseball. Go. Stephen A., media. <laughs> Works. He <laughs> just... You, you did that. You did that. You did that. Molly Karam in charge of the show. Can we, can, we, can we clarify one thing from Feinbaum, though, with yeah. all seriousness? Yeah. He's, he was at Michigan nine years. He won ten, more, ten or more games six of those seasons. One of the seasons was COVID that he didn't. One of the seasons he won nine. And one of the seasons he won eight. So to sit there and say the first six years weren't hunky-dory – there was a lot of really, like, it, very good His stuff. job was in question, though. We were talking about storylines. Was it a mistake? That is true. Yes, or yes because of expectations. But let's not, like, okay. intimate that there wasn't I'll get on you about that later. Okay. I'll get on you about that later. I got to educate you about Paul, that later. Paul, you got the last Go word here, and then I got to roll. Paul, take it away. No, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't even remember what the subject was because I, 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 we're all in Stephen A.'s world, and, and, and Stephen A., I just, uh, he said, I, it, it, you, that did not win with me. I, I know you're, I know you're trying to suck up to Jay Z and all your other oh, friends, and I'm sure you're, you were probably at Jeff Bezos's party the other night with oh. Goodell no, and Bob Iger and all the beautiful made, people. Mm-hmm. Well. I'm sure, but 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 I remember when you were just a just a fledgling sports writer, and you would respond to a young guy like me uh, trying to get, oh. get some advice, and and now you're you're, you're long gone. Oh, oh, yeah. Paul, oh, Paul Farnbaum, last point because we got to move on. Today, ABC 
General Hospital brick returns today and tomorrow. Honestly, I'll be on, okay. on General I, Hospital. I, honestly, course, I don't get paid enough. He, like I literally he's do literally not get, getting it a shot. It is so at like cringe and out of control. For being Wait, I have a question. Hold on, before I move I'm on. I'm actually on General Hospital today and tomorrow. Before I move on, really quick, because I love when you do this. Uh, my podcast, the Stephen A. Smith Show. Like I just want to make sure we get a mention of that. What like, time is? Like we didn't know it's the Stephen A. Smith Show. We <laughs> thought that was someone else's podcast. What time is the show on today? <laughs> what time is the show on today? Somewhere. Two o'clock in uh, California, three o'clock in New York City, but right. two to three o'clock. He said, "Just Did check you get your, your local listings." Yet? ABC. Are you still a mobster? No, 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 no. I'm still a mobster, but the, but the love scene is, is coming. Oh, is there gosh. a kiss? Oh gosh! Come on now, take right. notes, Dan. Let's take go. Notes. Hey, Paul, you're the best. Thanks for making me laugh. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited two X miles on everything you buy, and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs head to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The Ravens' potential two-time MVP will try to make his first trip to the Super Bowl while Mahomes is going for his fourth appearance, and it's all respect. I don't like competing against him at all. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, Definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, It's not even a a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. But I believe it's just two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe. You know, like a heavyweight fight. He's going to be the MVP for a reason. I knew we were going to play in a lot of games like this uh, as our career has gone on, and I'm sure this won't. This will be the first of many. Well, well, well. well, well Look well, at well, you well, looking well. all angelic, about 25 years old. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Great to see you. Um, okay, who do I want to start with right Look now? What's the, what's the face? Fix your face. He's, he's we're doing TV. You are on, on one. one. Don't today. come this way with he's that. Don't do today. it. I don't even Kimberly know what. Said, let, let, let the ladies start first. Kimberly is sitting in uh, a very important chair this morning. Oh, gosh. Uh, the outfit is beautiful. I just sincerely hope those aren't sneakers that you're wearing with it. We'll talk about that Jordan another day. Yeah, uh, just go ahead and let Kimberly go first. Let's go ahead. Okay. Um, more revolutionary quarterback. 
Is it Mahomes or Lamar? This is tough. I'm going to say Lamar because of how the fact that when he came, before he even stepped foot on an NFL field, the man was told, you shouldn't even be in this position. You should be a running back. Why wouldn't Lamar? I remember standing at the combine in front of, in front of him at the podium, and people were literally asking him, do you think you'd be better off as a running back? And I think when you watch Lamar, every step of his journey, despite being on the precipice of winning a second MVP, the, the, the doubts about him, the criticisms, anonymous sources saying, oh, people have figured out Lamar, um, defenses have figured him out, and I'm still waiting to see what exactly it is that they've figured out. Um, I think Lamar is just... He's a different cat, and I understand Patrick is special, and he could go down as one of the greatest of all time, but when I think of Lamar's journey and what the expectation of his was, despite Heisman Trophy winner, but despite all of that coming into the NFL and people still thinking he's not good enough, and now kids watching Lamar, you know, watching how he plays, understanding that I don't have to necessarily fit the mold. I could be different. I think Lamar is revolutionary from the standpoint of not just on a football field, but what he means beyond the game and within the city of Baltimore and beyond. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone knows where I stand in relation to, like, the importance for Lamar. I talked about that last week and, and how he's very aware. The answer is uh, Patrick. A um, couple reasons. Patrick has gotten us to, like, take great quarterbacks and be like, man, are they good enough? Because we, this past weekend's game, the AFC Championship game, Josh Allen plays remarkable. And a lot of the conversation this week is like, ah, you know, did he do enough? Is he good enough? Can he actually win when it matters the most? And 0-3 versus Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. He, Patrick Mahomes is that good. I say this all the time. I blame him for so much of the stuff that happens in the NFL nowadays. You know, again, we have conversations about remarkable quarterbacks that have some of the best performances that we've seen, and certainly in recent memory, and go, ah, I don't know if this guy is good enough because he can't be Patrick Mahomes. We're having a conversation. We just watched two years ago Tom Brady win his last Super Bowl, and it's the greatest like quarterback run ever. And I don't even know if it's close when it comes to career accomplishment. And we already are saying, well, this guy might be better. And we have, he's one of those quarterbacks that we, we sit there and say defies logic. He does things you should not do. I'll go back to when he was early in his career and throwing the ball across the field to Tyree Kill versus the Baltimore Ravens. Every quarterback that does that, you always get taught, don't do that. And I was like, well, maybe do that. If you watch, if you know anybody that has a young son that's very talented, you're taking them to quarterback trainers, and quarterback trainers now are completely training guys differently because of Patrick Mahomes. They're training guys to make those athletic, funny body, off-balance, ridiculous throws because of Patrick Mahomes. We blame quarterbacks that aren't good enough because of Patrick Mahomes. Think about some of the guys that got drafted since him. Um, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Anthony Richardson. These, these guys, while are remarkably talented, they're getting drafted because everyone has to ask the question, or at least drafted where they are. If we got to play Patrick Mahomes at 15, are we good enough at quarterback? And more often than not, the answer is like the only chance we have is we, if we have a freakazoid like that. Now, Lamar is not far off in that, of course. But Patrick's revolutionized so much of like the conversation around quarterback play. Well, to me, the answer here is Patrick Mahomes. 
And before I go any further, let me put this in its proper perspective. When you bring up Patrick Mahomes, Dio, it enticed me to go back and look at the 2017 NFL draft when Patrick Mahomes was taken 10th. Now, the only other quarterback in that draft who was drafted before him was Mitchell Trubisky by the Chicago Bears, who, by the way, moved up in the draft, bypassed Deshaun Watson, who was taken 12th, bypassed Patrick Mahomes, who was taken 10th, to draft Mitchell Trubisky. You want to know how bad of a decision that is? The GM at that time was Ryan Pace. Remember, right? Am I right, Kimberly? It was Ryan Pace, right? That damn decision was so bad. That's probably what held up the Chicago Chicago Bears giving the GM duty presently to Ryan Poles because his first name was Ryan. They said, we don't want that kind of mistake again. That's how bad that damn decision was, okay? They were holding the fact that his first name was against him. It was a delayed reaction because, my God, when we think about Ryan, we think about the stupidity of making that damn decision. That's how bad that was, okay? We knew that years ago. That's why I bring that up. It's one thing if we looked. At Patrick Mahomes now. And we said stuff like this. First play in NFL history to win two Super Bowls and two league MVPs in his first six seasons. Okay. AFC championship games. He's three and two with 303 passing yards. 14th average, by the way. 14 touchdown passes. Two interceptions. You're talking about this guy. Mahomes, first quarterback in NFL history with zero turnovers and zero times sacked in three straight games. This is what this brother does. This is what he brings to the table. And when you look at the level of greatness that he has exercised, a 13-3 and record in the postseason since he's arrived on the scene, averaging 285 passing yards, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a 106 passer rating, and we see no-look passes, we see across-the-field passes, we see him scampering down sidelines and running whenever he has to. We see the poise under pressure. It doesn't matter. He seems unflappable. He seems unshakable. By the way, one more stat. Mahomes' career, 39-11 and 11 road record, including the playoffs, is the best in NFL history with a minimum of 50 road starts. Joe Montana ranks second on that list. Tom Brady ranks fourth on that list. I get the fact that Lamar Jackson is all-world, Kimberly. He's mercurial. He's sensational. He's a former league MVP. He's got my vote for the, to win the MVP again this year. I'm rooting for him to win the Super Bowl championship. I actually, as much as I love me some Patrick Mahomes, I actually would love to see Lamar Jackson win. He is sensational and mercurial, and major props to him for doing this after he got the bag. After he got the bag, he showed up and showed you that he was worthy of it. But when you look at what Mahomes has done, and it ain't just the eye test, but statistically the eye test is backed up with one nugget of profound fact after another, after another, after another. There is no question that when we talk about revolutionary, we have to say Mahomes because we may not have seen a Lamar Jackson before in terms of his ability to run the football the way that he has, even though the RG3s and, and, and Michael Vicks and others could run with the football. But let me tell you something. I've seen plenty of quarterbacks that can throw that damn football and made noise and win championships. And still, we looking at Patrick Mahomes in year six and saying, possible GOAT. 
That's revolutionary. I get you. I would just remind you, Stephen A., I loved all your points. I would just remind you that perhaps no draft, when you look at the quarterbacks that were taken ahead of somebody, was arguably more disappointing than 2018 when you had Baker going one, you had Sam Darnold, you had Josh Rosen. That's right. Josh Allen was taken. But to the Baltimore Ravens' credit, Ozzie Newsom trading back into the first round to get Lamar. And Mm -hmm. credit to Patrick Mahomes having Andy Reid, wonderful system, um, you know, their GM over there building up a team. But Lamar has had to do a lot more, my friend, with a lot less when you look at the roster construction. So, and I wouldn't just lump him in with, uh, you know, we've seen quarterbacks that can run the ball. I think that's a little disrespectful. Quick nugget, quick, quick, quick point, Dan, before I go back to you. I get the part about Lamar Jackson spending years doing more with less. Yet, Patrick Mahomes has had less this year, and he's right back where Lamar Jackson is in the AFC Championship game. So he's also somebody that's, that's been not, doing that's more with less. That's not a good point. Nah, nah, no, stop. That one doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Lamar, Lamar had a better season this year, though. I agree with that. I'm saying 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 he's right here in the AFC Championship game again. Again. That's what I said. I didn't say that he had a better season. Not your greatest point, Stephen. It's fine. Refocus. Refocus. Get it. I know. You're not in his chair. You're a little off. I get it. I get it. All right. So General Hospital, they don't miss it, Kimberly. General Hospital. Three o'clock East Coast, right? Three o'clock East Coast. Shoot. Three o'clock. I got to fold laundry. So, another couple things or. Big nugget for me is I think when Patrick got with Andy Reid, he revolutionized offensive play calling in the NFL as well. You know, Andy Reid, who's always been like this innovative and creative play caller, went to a new level when he got Patrick. I often say, like, there's these groups of plays that are called gadget plays that every coach has, and they only call them when they're up 21 points in the fourth quarter because if it doesn't work, then you're not going to lose the game. Andy Reid had such this unique talent in Patrick where he took all these crazy, unique, like, different gadget plays. Like, you know what, I'm just going to call them on first down in the first quarter. And that, for me, was like the first time I've seen a quarterback have that type of impact on a play caller. Stephen A., I I do – and – like, Kimberly and Molly asked yeah. the question. I do think Michael Vick and Dan Marino matter in these conversations, though. Michael Vick is still – we got to give credit to Michael Vick. He's still arguably the most electric player that we've seen at that position in the NFL. Maybe – like, Lamar's obviously in that conversation. And for some people, he may have overtaken him. Michael was sick. Sick. Dan Marino – how old are you, 45, Stephen A.? Who? You. <laughs> Me? Yeah, 56, bro. You're 56? Look at you trying to get these brownie points, Dan. Don't I look good? No wonder you on General Hospital at 3 o'clock today. You know what I'm saying? No wonder you are. That's on me. Well, actually, I've been watching General Hospital since I was eight, but go ahead. What is happening right now? Here's my point. Here's my, you look great for 56. Oh, Daniel. No, he does. I look great for 46, but go ahead. I hear you. I appreciate it. Okay. Just as far as a – you do – as far as a thrower of the ball. Just pure – Dan Marino, Patrick Mahomes, for you. Dan Marino or Patrick Mahomes? I would tell you Dan Marino. Really? You think just pure thrower of the ball? I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Go back. Listen, man. Patrick Mahomes is sensational. Don't get me wrong. Dan Marino obviously is not Patrick Mahomes. But Dan Marino couldn't move. He couldn't move. Stood in the pocket. This brother under duress – 
Mark Super Duper, Mark Clayton, the passes that this man threw over the years. Dan Marino, I I can't sit here and and look you in the face and say to you, just purely throwing. We ain't talking about overall quarterback position, but just truly, truly, just purely throwing the football. That that, that somebody was better than Dan Marino at that. Because Patrick's the best thrower that I've ever seen, and I love Marino. I loved Marino as a kid, but I didn't see him, like, as far as when I got older in the heart. So Patrick's the best thrower of the football I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Okay. I, I, go back and watch some Dan Marino Rogers. throws, bro. He was bro. the most talented ever for a while. Now no one ever mentions him. No, I, I, I've uh, still one of the most talented throws of the football ever. Aaron will always be that. Mm-hmm. Patrick is more talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, Just yeah. dumb throws. All right, we got to go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to this fine program called First Take. Uh, the Eagles started the season 10-1 and and then dropped six of their last seven after the Bucks knocked them out in the wild card round. All eyes were on the coaching staff. Both the OC and D.C. were fired, but the Eagles retained their head coach Nick Sirianni yesterday. He was asked about his role with his new coordinators. Here's what Sirianni had to say. It should be this very similar to what's going on right now. Um, 
You know, does that mean I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times? Maybe, right? Instead of always being in an offensive meeting, maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there. Um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the defense, not the head coach of the special teams, but be the, be the head coach of the football team. And so that's building the culture. The most important thing we got to do is we got to have we got to have a vision for how we want it to look. You got to make sure that you're not overreacting to result that you know maybe just kind of was an aberration in the moment. And then you got to look at maybe is the process right? All right. Uh, Sirianni also said in the presser he's hungry to prove himself to Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie and to Philly. Always hungry. Never thirsty, Kimberly A. Martin. Uh, do you feel better or worse? I mean, it's facts, right? Uh, do you feel better or worse about the Eagles now? Who, me? No, Kimberly oh. A. Martin. No, the okay. person in your chair. Um, I actually feel worse listening to the Sirianni quotes because it almost reminded me of Mike McCarthy's presser where he was pretty much like, we have a championship culture here. And it yeah. was like, since when? Yeah. And it's like, just believe in us. Yeah. Okay. It's like, actually, you have a wild card round. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, I think when I watched Sirianni, there weren't a lot of answers. And the biggest question was, what happened over the final two months of the season? Why did a team that was 10-1 and one suddenly – it looked like they just disintegrated. And it's not that they, they didn't play hard, but you just waited for the Eagles to sort of right the ship, and it never happened. And when Sirianni says in his presser, the offense just got stale, bro, this is your offense. How, how does it get stale? And she said, bruh. <laughs> like, how does it, honestly, how does it, how does, this is supposed to be your baby. And now I'll take you back before the season started. Sirianni was quoted as saying, listen, this is my offense. I'm very involved. It doesn't matter if Howie Roseman's calling this offense. It doesn't matter if Kevin Petula's calling this offense. Brian Johnson. Like, I'm very involved and this is my offense. Well, what happened to your offense that you say, sir, got stale? Also, he essentially was asked in the presser, what is it that you do here? Because we saw the issues on defense, and then we saw the issues on offense, and he talks about the need to get coordinators on both sides that can sort of infuse what we're used to seeing from the Eagles. The fact that the head coach was essentially asked, tell us again what your responsibilities will be, being that you're placing so much on your coordinators. Listen, before the season started, everybody talked about, you know what, the Eagles, they're going to be good. Yeah, okay, yeah, they lost their two coordinators, but, you know, Nick Sirianni, he's got this. It really doesn't matter. Well, clearly it did matter, and it happened under Sirianni's watch, and Sirianni didn't provide specifics on why it fell apart and how he can reprove himself. All he talked about was the importance of the coordinators he's got to hire. Well, I must confess, Kimberly, uh, I'm kind of disappointed in your answer. I must confess. Don't sing. Don't sing. Don't dance. Don't sing. Stop. Here's the deal. Kimberly, I'm disappointed in your answer because um, you're a big-time journalist. That is true. You care, you care about truth. So why have a problem with the truth? Clearly the man didn't know what the hell he was doing this year. Once so he why lost against coordinator. should I feel confident about what they're going to do? Because now that those co- that's been exposed, I love the fact that the reporters were up there going like this. Uh, exactly what it is 
that you do. <laughs> Could you tell us, please? Could you tell us? Because we don't know. Steichen gone. You know, he becomes the head coach of the Colts. All right, suddenly your offense goes kaput. Defensively, Jonathan Gannon's gone. He goes to Arizona. Defensively, y'all fade. Even your pass rush faded as the season waned after that 10-1 start. You've got age everywhere, some attrition. Your secondary softer. Bodies need to be replaced. We know what you were when you had your coordinators, and we've seen what you are when they were gone. And I love the fact that Sirianni brought up Jeffrey Lurie. Now, you like to sit up there and you don't hesitate. You know, you got to go to Detroit. You'll let us know. You got to go to Detroit. You're in Baltimore. You, you got to go to Baltimore. Well, I was in Philly for you 17 years. I, I, I kind of know. I, I, I kind of know Jeffrey Lurie a little bit. You know what I'm We go back a long ways. And let me tell you something right now. When those camera shots show, and this is why, and, 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 let, me, and let me say this to y'all. This is the difference, Dan Olavsky, between a team like the Eagles and a team like the Cowboys. Cowboys are getting blitzed. Jerry Jones. And that's all you got. <laughs> Jeffrey Laurie, Jeffrey Laurie and the Eagles, they're losing and the camera goes, and the wife is right next to him, and he's like this. <laughs> because that's what winners are like. When they quiet down, they get silent, and it's like they're lurking, they're coming. That's why Sirianni brought his name up. You notice, look at the departure. So you got the coordinators that left after last season, right? This, 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 since, since they lost, Ben Johnson gone. Desai gone. Senior defensive assistant and play caller, Matt Patricia, gone. Sirianni knows they ain't playing. His job is on the line. Yeah. That's what I heard yesterday, and I don't mind. So that's why you feel better about yes. the Eagles? Okay. Yes, accountability. Okay. Accountability. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Can you do the hey. Stephen A again? Hey. I just need to see it one more time. I do hey. the Monica McNutt. <laughs> they sign it. <laughs> <laughs> Sign it like the G in lasagna. You're wasting your time not answering the question, Dio. Yeah, we got let's go. Let's roll. We're trying to pay bills here. I feel better about it. 50% better because they're going to get Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. Yes. Yeah. Vic is really good. They got to get more personnel in the back. Vic, what are you making that face for? I, I would have liked to have seen a better job from Vic, Vic, Vic Fangio of Miami. That's why I'm making that face. Bro, they were like one of the best defenses in football. Uh, stop. Yeah, it didn't look like that yeah. the last several weeks. Not to me. No. Everyone got hurt. No. Um, I want to see who the offensive coordinator is before sitting here going, no questions asked feel a lot better. I, I think yeah. Eric Bieniemy, Liam Cohen, Jared Johnson, T. Martin, somebody's got to go there that we could, like, get reinvigorated with offensive-wise. When that happens, I'll feel better. Yeah, yes. I, I wish well, I cared, but I only care about the New York. Molly, Molly, we know, we know, we know, girl. I didn't get you know. the joke with that. What, what were we talking Molly, about? Molly, you said winners get silent, and I said, like, Dan looks like he's winning. Oh, that was pretty good. Isn't that from a rap song? I don't Dan, know. Dan, we got to go to Bumps. We got, we got. is silent in lasagna. Like, I like that. That was good. Good. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 